You're listening to Unspoken Chats, a podcast where we share stories and different topics that often go unspoken. Let's chat. Welcome back. We've got um, not even sure what number episode this is. Today we've got um, my brother-in-law or Sarah's brother-in-law. I'm technically your brother-in-law. I'm technically so. my brother-in-law, <laughs> Senor Anthony Morabito. Hello. Um, but yeah. So today we'll just be um, touching on a few things, I guess, mainly men's mental health. Yep. And just a couple of other, um, I guess, your your journey into your profession and other stuff you've gone through. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Easy. Yeah. Uh, how do we want to kick this off? Um, yeah. So how do you? So what do you? What do you do for work? So I'm a carpenter. Yeah. A carpenter since I was seventeen. Um, I had a year or two hiatus, went and tried something else. Yeah. And um what'd you try? Landscaping. Mm. So I got to third year. And then I remember I was at, at trade school or second year. I was at trade school they were going through all the legitimate names for plants and they're like scientific names. Yeah. And that was the day where I realized I was like, nah, <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> no, nah, this is the last time I'll come to TAFE. And it was and I handed in my resignation the week later. Yeah. So it, you did you were third year of landscaping or third year? Yeah, I was like the second or third year. Oh. I was like going back a while now, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And um, then after that you started? Yeah, so I did carpentry for the first, like from, so when I finished high school in 2008, mm. um, I think it might have been like a day or two after schoolies, whatever, um, yeah. came back on an apprenticeship, um, got stuffed around a little bit, um, got put into the wrong course, so on and so forth, mm-hmm. whilst I was trying to save money. And, um, and yeah, that's why I left it initially and yeah. went and did something else. And then just so happened that the, the foreman or the 2IC of the, the whole company um, left and started his own thing and gave me a call and asked me if I wanted to come back. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, like I've, I, would, I don't have first-hand experience, but I've heard heaps about it. How did you find trade school? I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. So we went um, – it's changed now, um, but when I went, it was – a week block every month. Okay. So you're working three weeks out of the month. Yeah. And it was like a week off. Yeah. So you go to trade school, catch up with the boys. Are you getting paid for that week? Yes. That's mad. You do minimal work, like in terms of what you're doing yeah. on a work site. You're not getting spoken to badly. You're not getting <laughs> the crap jobs. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, like two days you're on the tools, three days you're, you're studying. Yeah. And they say it's what, 8.30 till 4.30. Eight thirty till three, and no yeah. one ever mentions that you get five breaks during the day. Oh, wow. So I loved it. I thought it was great. Go back in a heartbeat. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, so good. So, yeah. but you've been qualified now for what? Coming on ten. Yep, getting close to yeah. Nice. Yeah. And how have you found that? Like, because I'm guessing you've had you've had different types of carpentry roles. Yep. Yeah. So I probably. Like the the saying is like you learn more when you're qualified. So okay. I guess you learn the basics of everything during your apprenticeship. Mm. Um, but then once you get qualified, you you know, in a normal workplace, they'll tell you to leave. They'll tell you to go somewhere else. Okay. Because you're always going to be viewed as an apprentice. You're never going to be trusted. Right. And sometimes the only way you learn is when you get thrown in the deep end and you've got to figure it out. Yeah. So, um. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I found that I learned a lot, a lot more. Um, 
I kind of found myself a bit more. Yeah. Um, I kind of, you know, had to learn where to draw the line with people and things like that because you do get taken for granted when yeah. you're an apprentice. So. I could imagine yeah. being a young kid yep. on a job site. Yeah, it's not pretty. Yeah. It's, it's not pretty. I mean, like, it's it's not bullying. It's just... It's bullying. Yeah. yeah. Essentially, it is. Like, it's not bullying in the, the way that you'd think. Yeah. Like, where they're getting... Oh, I can't talk from my experience. Like, where they're not bullying you in terms of physically or um, screaming at you, calling you every name under the sun, it's pressure. Mm. They put you under immense pressure every day to perform, to do this, to do that. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. And that's what I kind of found. And when you become qualified, I mean, that pressure's still there. You put it on the... Nah. You put it on the apprentice. <laughs> nah, you, the pressure's still there, but yeah. I don't know if it's that you've learned to deal with it or you've kind of understood the, the boss's point of view or it's just not there. I don't know, but it changes when you become qualified. Yeah, because you're given that little bit more trust. Yes, yeah. You, so, you don't always have someone over your shoulder yeah. watching everything that you do, taking times on how long you're in the toilet. Yeah, you know, that's a bit excessive. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's pretty full on. Mm. It's pretty full on. But I guess it, it makes you um grow up pretty quick in terms of work work life. Yeah, they, you'd, I have a feeling that you'd get found out pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, you do. You either have it or you don't. And mm. if you don't, gen, generally you kind of know with... Very early, yeah. Yeah, with some apprentices. But some of them do surprise you in the Late end. bloomers. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, it's um, it's been, it's been an interesting journey so far. Do I love it? I don't think so. But <laughs> it's what I know. So yeah. I'll, I'll just stick to it for now. It's what pays the bills. 100%. Sometimes it's not about that. Oh, yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. I just don't enjoy it that much. <laughs> oh, no one really. We all work to live. Yeah, 100%. So. 100%. Not everybody. Trust me. Yeah. I've met a few that live to work. Some people love it. Like. I've never understood it. Yeah. Some people like it. It's it's what wakes them up in the morning knowing that they get to work. Yeah. They're yeah. so happy. Like, Yeah, they just. But it's not work for them. No, nah, it's like their life. Yeah. Because they, like, and I'm not knocking it. Don't get me wrong. Like, if that's your life, fair enough. But, yeah, yeah I just don't understand it. Like, the guys will come to work. They'll do 10, 11, 12-hour days. And they'll be like, what are you doing tonight? Oh, I've got to cash you after work. Yeah. It's like, bro, relax. Like, there's, you're making good money. Calm down. But, I mean, that's what floats your boat. Fair enough. It's not for me. Some may think I'm lazy, but whatever. <laughs> it is what it is. Nah. <laughs> Oh, um, yeah. So, with different different works, like I guess um, companies or different job sites or whatever, yep. you'd be dealing with different trade, like different trades, different yeah, different personnel. Mm. Um, yeah. And is it is that some, like is it hard to manage? Like, do you when you get to the point like when you're saying when you're fully qualified, is it that pressure gets put back onto you? Yeah. Like how does that, like does it end up taking tolls out, like a toll out of you? Are you able to just to like let it slide or? Um, with me, it kind of depends. Mm. It really depends. Um, in some ways if I feel that it's justified, I can live with it. Yeah. But um, if I've literally smashed it all day and then I get told, oh, you haven't done enough or 
it's not good enough or whatever it may be. Like I've quit a job over that before. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, like, I mean, working in with other trades as well, uh, normally as, as long as they're like, they're good blokes, it, mm. there shouldn't be any issues. Normally if you find that you've got an issue, you'll go to your foreman. Yeah. Uh, at worst, you'll go to your boss and be like, Hey, listen, this is what's happened. What do you, like, what do you find the people, like, in the tradie world? Yep. Do you find that there's a lot of people going through it? Like? Um, in terms of what? Like, like, meant, like do you see a lot of... Oh, like, people, like, struggling yeah, and stuff? Same. Not necessarily. I think, you know, myself included, we're, like, we're very good at hiding it. Yeah. Because, like, I know a lot of people's, you know, um, perceptions of job sites and what they think of them. It's like, oh, F this, F that, blah, 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 or like. Yeah. But it's not, it's a lot of like 90% of the time, 90% of the job sites I've been on, it's always cheery guys. Everyone's trying to have a joke mm. around. Everyone's having a laugh. But then you'll hear, oh, like, what are you doing tonight? And it'll become a recurring theme. It's like, oh, I'm having a few beers or I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And it won't be a few beers because you'll see them the next day and they'll have bags under their eyes and, you know. Yeah. What'd you do? Like, you have a big one? Oh, yeah. I, you know, got carried away. But then it'll be the same thing the next day. Mm. Um, you know, and... It almost yeah. becomes, like, part of it. Like, it's like the culture. You... Yeah. So, early, early days when I was doing my apprenticeship, I'm, I, I don't drink. Well, I do, but I don't yeah. I don't drink often. Um, I always felt that I struggled to fit in with the guys that I work with. Because every time I spoke to them, I'd be like, oh, you know... And being younger, I was the youngest at the company when I was an apprentice the whole time. And they'd be like, oh, what are you doing this weekend? Da, da, da. And I'm like, oh, I don't know, playing PlayStation. <laughs> or, I don't know, I got footy on Saturday or, or yeah, Saturday at the time. Mm. Um, oh, oh, so you're going out Saturday night? No, like, nah, I'll probably just have a double whopper with cheese and sit on the <laughs> couch because I can't move. But, yeah, so I, I, I found early days that I, I, I thought that that was kind of the men- mentality was – you had to own a you. Yeah. You had to. Um, and mind you, these are just what I thought at the time. Mm. As I got older and worked a bit more. And went but it wasn't places. any you. It was a, like, it like was the a, Holden two-door. Yeah. Yeah, like the one that like, I had. Yeah. yeah, with the shift kit. Yeah. It had a good exhaust. It was a V8. Yeah, not practical you. Nah, <laughs> like it drank so much petrol. <laughs> <laughs> it was ridiculous. But, um, yeah, like have a you, uh, drink every night or most nights. Mm. Go out, take whatever, uh, you know, and just be that, uh, what's that word, stereotypical tradie. Yeah. You know, that's what I thought it was, but it's, it's not. It really isn't. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah. But no, you do, I, I don't know, maybe because I've been in the industry a while, maybe like I can tell. Like who's struggling? There's a lot, like a lot of guys that are like gambling addicts, or mm. um, they're making good money. So when you speak to them, they're telling you they're they're on they're buying this bag, that bag, or and talking you know drugs and yeah. stuff, or going out every night, or going out from Thursday to Monday, or yeah, yeah. It's like you find that a lot, especially coming up from being an apprentice where you're not making much money at all. Yeah, then you get qualified, and then you end up getting on some big sites and you're yeah. making a lot more money than you know what to do with. Yeah. There's generally a lot of the time they don't know what to do with that money. Yeah, 100%. And it goes to the wrong, like, it's, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Like there's a, 
I won't say his name, but there was a there's a kid that I'll say that I used to work with. Yeah. But he was going buying like nine hundred dollar t shirts, um, like just ridiculous things. Yeah. Just stupid things. Didn't have a car, no license. Nine hundred dollar t shirt. Come on, man. Getting on the bags every weekend. Mm. It's like there's a lot of better ways you can spend your money, I feel. Yeah, but that's it comes to the education side of it as well. Yeah. Where, yes, like they're going to the trade school and all that, but they're not really, I guess, helping them out how to set themselves up once they do get that money. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So, you know, it's one of those things when I work with you know, like apprentices or even young qualified guys, um, Mm. I'll try to check in on them, you know, and I'll tell them like you can tell me to, you know, go away, like go away, if you don't want to talk about it. But what are you doing with your money, mm. kind of thing? And I know that it's none of my business, but sometimes I wish I had that person yeah. to ask me. Do you know what I mean? Because I probably would have told them to go away, <laughs> but it would have made me sit there and think and be like, yeah, yeah what am what am I doing with it? Like, you know. So um, sometimes I still need to ask myself. <laughs> yeah, same now. I ask myself all the time. You're just asking them so they can hopefully ask you. Yeah, yeah. Ask me, ask me. Yeah. Um, but no, no, most of the time it's a, it's just like just having a welfare check. Yeah. Just trying to check in, making sure everything's all right. Um, I feel like welfare checks have become more of a thing in the past. Yeah, 100%. couple of years, I think. 100%. And I think mental health awareness yeah. has come full circle from where it was. 100%. Like still plenty of room to go. Yeah. Um. But from, you know, where it was, say when I was eighteen, mm. I used to laugh at it. Yeah. Legit, I'd I'd laugh at it. People like there'd be counselors that would come into work maybe once or twice a year, and be like, you know, you need time for yourself. You know, pretty much don't work too much. Mm. Essentially, you look after yourself. And, but it was more directed at the, the older guys, guys like mm. that are my age now, your age now. Mm. And I would sit there and I would like half pay attention, and I'd think. You know, soft. Yeah. You're soft. But now, yeah, now completely different. Yeah. Like that's the thing. It's like growing up, Mm. mental health was like it's not a serious thing. Yeah. But I feel like we're in between the generations where like like, it's not taken seriously and now it's like, okay, no, this is a genuine thing. 100%. In particular with men. Yeah. You know, men, there's a stigma around struggling. You yeah. know what I mean? And like, and yeah, I don't know. I feel like that now it's more acceptable mm. to finally come out and be like, you know, hey, listen. Yeah, well, that's the thing. You're taught, like, when you're not taught, you're just, Assume. you're led to believe yeah. as a as a boy growing up that men don't have feelings yeah. like that. Men don't cry. It's, yeah, 100%. It's, you have to be a, a real man. 100%. Yeah. And I remember... I was going back a bit, but I was in grade two, and um, I just I don't know. I hated my school teacher. Yeah, I couldn't stand her. I won't name her name. I almost did though. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I remember I could see my mum walking to the car, and I yeah. just burst out crying. So and I would be inconsolable till yeah. mum come to the classroom and she'd take me home. Mm. And I remember one day I came home and dad goes, "What you home again?" I was like, "Yeah." And he goes, oh, "Are you a little boy or a little girl?" And I was like, I'm a little boy. He's like, boys don't cry. And I was like, oh, okay. And then tried to play with my toy cars. He's like, no, nah, you're not playing with any toys. If you want to cry and come home, 
you sit here and you watch TV with me. That's it. I watch Judge Judy all day. But <laughs> you're um, wrapped. Yeah, I thought this is mad. But um, I'm crying every night. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna cry till I'm thirty. Yeah. Nah, but um, but just that like little comments like that. Not saying that that that's the like what, yeah like you know cemented it for me. But, but like, like that's, that's, that's that's what he was taught. Yeah, and that's the type of thing that it wouldn't even be say your dad. It'd be your friends too. Like, oh, I don't want to play with him. He's a little girl. You know, he's going to cry or this yeah. or that. Do you know what I mean? So, but yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's funny thinking back to how, how things were as kids. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 100%. Mm. I miss them. Yeah. I miss them. I miss primary school. It was great. Yeah. Not too much high school. Primary school was good. Mm. You, like, obviously, I know, but like, you always talk about it. Like, you had a really good relationship with your dad. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, Oh, not many people know you like you lost him quite young. Yeah. Well, yeah, so I lost him uh at sixteen. Yeah. Um so he was given a wrong tablet from a doctor. He was one of the first people in Australia to have a kidney transplant, so he would have been twenty four. Wow. Um and so he had all these these tablets, I think it was maybe fifteen, like you gotta forgive me if I'm incorrect, but I think it was like fifteen tablets or something. Um, a day to so his kidney or his body wouldn't reject the new kidney. So he got the new kidney from his older brother. Um, and then I guess one of the byproducts of the tablets that he was on was gout. So mm. um, I'm probably not going to do it justice by explaining it, but it just means like the bones in your joints get brittle for a certain amount of time, then you feel better, I think. Um, and so he's gone, the, the gout tablets that he had weren't working, so he's gone to the kidney specialist. The kidney specialist essentially, like, he's told, my mum's my gone with him um, and he's told dad, oh, you can take this tablet. And then I, my mum says, she told the doctor, I don't think he can. And he's essentially, not in these exact words, but said to her, I'm the kidney specialist. No, yeah, yeah. I think I know what he can have. Anyway, he's like, take two. But every time, <clears throat> uh, excuse me, dad had a new tablet to take, he'd only take half. So he took half. My brother come home from work, found him on the floor. Wow. Um, and then yeah, then from there in and out of ICU for maybe three four months. Uh, and then um like, yeah, because you would have been what fifteen six like sixteen. Uh, yeah, so he went to hospital when I was fifteen, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, sorry, oh, I don't remember. Oh, I, I think he. Well, I know he died a month after my birthday. Well, so after my sixteenth birthday. So. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty um, it's a pretty intense time. It's pretty full on. No, definitely. Um, but yeah, it's hard. It, couldn't imagine what it'd be like. Yeah, I don't know. It was a bit surreal at the time. I was pretty sheltered. Like my brother did most of the the work, I guess you could say, in terms of people coming over, condolences, this, that, blah, mm. blah, blah. Um, it kind of allowed me to hide a bit. So, um, I would just sit in my room. I yeah. sat in my room. I think. Oof, I reckon maybe three or four weeks. I'd just come out to shower, eat. I'd go back in my room. I'd sit there and just yeah. mind my own business. I think it was unhealthy. I don't think it was healthy for me, but that's what I did. That's that's what real boys do. 100%. Yeah. Um, you know, I went back to school. I uh, started getting in trouble. I was never in trouble, really. Oh, grind, and, like- I mean, I got... I got in trouble doing boy things like, you know, saying we're on the topic of, you know, boys, boys. You know, I got in trouble for fighting and things like that and kicked out and brought back in. And, yeah. Um, 
but yeah, then I went to school and I just didn't care. I really didn't care. Mm. Um, I started hanging around with, you know, naughty kids, doing naughty things. Um, you know, I'm not talking like naughty, naughty, but like just getting in trouble. At school yeah, that's much, it. You've yeah. been, yeah, you've been a rebellious kid. Yeah, um, they, they tried to help me. Yeah. School. They sent me to counselling, and then I think on my second session, I was like, <laughs> "Man, I'm not coming to this anymore. I'm just going to go smoke ciggies at the bottom oval," and yeah. that's what I did. Thanks, Vera. What do you got? But yeah, <coughs> yeah. So yeah, no, it was a, a tough time. Like I didn't really, I didn't really deal with it until I was about oh, maybe twenty six. 27? Yeah, well. I kind of shut it out. Um, it's hard. Like, how would you know how to deal with something like that? You don't. You don't. And then, you know, you're looking, you know, you've got, I've got a relatively large family and you're kind of looking for like a beacon of sa- like a <laughs> saviour. But I think pretty quickly you learn that no one's coming to saviour, you know? Yeah. Um, I always had my brother though, so. Yeah. You know, that's who, who I had. He's all right, Dom. He's not bad. He's and a, to an extent, I think he, he had me. So, Yeah, I reckon he had you. Yeah, 100%. So um, so I think we kind of just figured it out and just continue to figure it out. Nah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Because now you've, you've just recently become a new father as well. I have. So... Yeah. How do you feel like, I guess, taking that new role, um, like after everything, like, it's, you know what I mean? Like, after, yeah, after like, having to go through what you've gone through. Yeah. So, if if I've taken anything from it, like it hasn't really sunk in that I've got a son. Yeah. Like it just it doesn't kind of jerried yet. Um, I think what I've learned from my past experiences is that. I need to look after myself. Yeah. Like whatever it takes to look after myself, I need to do it because mm. I need to make sure that I'm here. Yeah, and you're healthy. And I'm healthy because I don't want to put my son through kind of what I went through. Um, not saying that my dad could have done anything yeah, of different. Um, obviously, there were the cards he was dealt. But if I can control the situation, I think I should and I need to. Um you know, like I've got anxiety, as you know. Mm. Um, and it's pretty bad at times. Like when it's good, when I'm good, I'm good. And when I'm bad, that's it. Like forget it. Yeah. Um, and that's a that's something that I think I only really realised that I had an issue with when he was born. The day he was born. I thought it's just a little bit of anxiety. I bite my fingernails, whatever mm. kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, I didn't realise how big of an issue it was. Yeah. Until like I knew there was something not right. Don't get me wrong, but I didn't realize how big of a deal it was until... To what extent, yeah. Yeah, like until... How much it affects you. Yeah, until Nadia went into labor and I reckon she was in labor for 12 hours. I reckon I was in there for, say, eight if I was lucky. Mm. And then, you know, like the lowest point of it all was I missed my son being born because um, I couldn't physically... Go into the room. Um, so for me, that was kind of that was it. 
And it's not like I know you like you probably think about it every day, but it's yeah. it's something like it, mentally something you feel like you can't push yourself. Yeah, so to, like it's it's hard to explain. It's like almost like there's a wall that you mm. can't get through. Like I'd like I tried to explain it the other day. I was talking about it with my brother, and I, he's like, obviously, I don't suffer from anxiety, so I don't know mm. what it is that you're feeling and what it is that you're going through, but it's just like a so like I was talking to someone and I said they said they were starting a new job. And I was like, Oh, are you nervous? They're like, No, nah. like it's just a new job, like who cares? Yeah. I was like, with me, man, I can't sleep the night before. I'm that nervous and anxious about it. Um, anyway, so I was trying to explain that to him. But I was like, when you get to a point where you're like, Oh, okay, this is the situation. It is what it is. I don't know what to expect, so I'm gonna find out. That's normally where people draw the line and they go, Well, I'm not going to know until it happens. With me, I've got to go through everything, every scenario, every detail. Are the lights going to be too bright? Is the room going to be too white? How many nurses are going to be in the room? Stupid things. Yeah. I know that they're stupid, but they bother me. Yeah. Like, and then it becomes a on replay, flat out, every day. Whenever I get five minutes, that's what I'm thinking about. So for me... That was that day. I was like, once we get out of here and we get home and we settle, I'm gonna get something. I gotta get something done about it. I have gotta go see somebody. I think that's the, that's always the hardest part as well. It's like, as soon as you're able to accept it, that it's a thing. Yep. And then, like the first, the hardest part is accepting it, and then actually actioning it. Yeah. Because if, because. Touching back on like before, we're saying the way you were raised, mm. the way we were raised, or whatever the the people that we hang around with, whatever. In a way, I felt like it's an attack on my um, integrity as a as a man. Yeah, saying seeking help. Yeah, hey, I've got a I've got an issue. I need help, mm. and it's a mental health issue. Do you know what I mean? So, I think for me, in a way, I'm still sorry. I'm just laughing at Pharaoh. Though, I'm not crying. Yeah. Um, in a way, I'm coming to terms with the fact that, all right, I need to do something yeah. because, you know, it affects my friendships. It affects, my, like, my personal life. It affects everything, really. Because, like I said, when I'm, when I'm good, I'm good. And, mate, if I'm having a proper anxiety attack, if I can't get out of where I'm at, like, I'm going to do whatever I can to get out of that situation. Yeah. Regardless of what it is, I'll do it. I'm not talking about like physically hurting people, but maybe pushing through or fighting my way to the door. Like mm. if I'm getting held back, I'll try to get to that door. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? So I think only recently, like I said, I've realized that that's not a normal way to live, mm. you know. And, you know, the fact that I wasn't there for to see my son be born, like I was there. I was at the hospital, obviously. Like, you know that. I wasn't in the room. Um. I think I literally think about it all the time and it's only been three weeks. So, yeah, you know, but I know that something isn't quite right upstairs and it needs to get fixed. So, yeah, that's, that's the thing now. It's just, I guess, not sure if you have, but it's like taking those steps. Yeah. So I've made an appointment with someone. So I think it's, um, this week. Was it hard to organize all that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, cause then it's like, it's real. 
I've, I've, no, I mean, like, literally hard. Like, there was a lot of effort to do it. Oh, no, oh, no, nah, nah, oh. sorry. No, nah, no, nah, it's, um, it's, it was pretty easy. So, I found a place, um, in Sydney where I don't know the name of, so I can't okay. give them a plug, but they do, uh, like telehealth okay. kind of setups, um, for anxiety. So, well, um, it was pretty easy. I jumped on their website, I made the appointment. Um, it was just getting on the website was hard, huh? Yeah, like well, it was, yeah, it's like you get on there and you read it, mm-hmm. and you're like, and to this point, like, like, I don't need that. You're legit. Like, to this point, it's sitting here because I'm not feeling anxious anymore because mm. I was when you asked me <laughs> to come through it. Um, I still think that, like, no, I'm fine. Yeah. But then you, until you're not. Yeah, that's what I mean. So you yeah. you asked me to come on to, to have a chat, and just for the listeners at home, I was freaking out. I've known you for six years. And we've literally seen each other almost every day for those six years. Yeah. And I started freaking out. It's just, yeah, like, it's situations like that where I'm like, nah, something needs to be done. Mm. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. It always helps to speak up. It does. Like, it's not, I know the, the saying's cliche, it's not weak to speak, but it really isn't. Mm. Because there's so many people, you know, <clears throat> that are always happy to listen, happy to help. Or, you know, just be there, you know, so, um, and there's a, there's a saying, you know, at work, cause they get pretty deep into it when they speak about it in the toolbox meetings and, you know, with men's mental health is like, I'd prefer to have a conversation with you face to face than talk to your tombstone. Mm. So, you know, if you need to speak to someone, I think you should reach out because now that I've taken that step in in a way way I feel better cause I know that I'm fixing it. Yeah, definitely, and I'm. I'll we'll find um, the the, inf- the, place the information we'll... and we'll put it in the yep. in the description for anyone that needs to reach out or wants to have a look at that. So yeah, can get that out to you. And I can give um, Andrew a bit of information after I have my session with him. Yeah, let you know. I'll go. Yeah, hundred percent. He'll get him on for another one. Different person. Oh. Yeah, um, but yeah, so. Like you're saying, so you come across it a fair bit though. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's um, it's there. And the only reason I'm like there, it, people hide it is because I hide it. Mm. And I know that there's other people struggling. Yeah. You know that there is. Yeah, 100%. It's like, it's like you're saying, like all the initiatives and things that are coming out that we have now, like... We've got Are You Okay Day, yep. which is a really big one now yeah. here in Australia where I guess like t- like you'll take the joke, like we'll have a laugh, oh, are you okay, are you okay? But like yeah. seriously. But like, sometimes you'll send that message and someone will be like actually, yeah. no, I'm not. And you'll go, oh, okay, what's going on? Yeah. Kind of thing. No, it is. It's. But yeah, yeah. I think that's just the, um, the Aussie way, mm. just to laugh at everything until <laughs> it becomes it. serious. Yeah, it's usually a bit too late sometimes. Yeah, pretty much. How are you finding being a new dad? Um, it's it's pretty good. Uh, it has its moments. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like we all know, I love my sleep. <laughs> but um, you know, Nadia tries to give me as much sleep as I can, but I try to give her as much sleep as she can get. Um, but other than that, it's pretty. Yeah, pretty you too. find are you finding it hard balancing Raf and Nadia because obviously Nadia's. Yeah. Like the whole um, birthing experience for her. Like she's still obviously recovering. Yeah, yeah. So um, 
it was hard at the start. Like I made a joke with Nadia the other day. I'm like, it's like I'm looking after two babies. Yeah. Um, How did that go down? Uh, she was laughing. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, like at the start it was pretty hard because she was pretty much stuck in bed. Mm-hmm. Um, she couldn't get up, all that type of stuff. Um, and then, you know, as the times progress, she's gotten more mobile, a bit stronger, all that type of stuff. But um, yeah, it's just... It was, it was hard at the start, but now it's getting better. It's yeah. getting a bit better. Like the days were just flying by. Mm. You know, people would call me. I wouldn't call them back for like two days. It wouldn't be because I'd, just... scre- I'd screen your call. My phone's on silent because I don't want to wake up the baby and I would check my phone. It'd be one o'clock in the morning yeah. and it'd be like a Tuesday, you know. So, um, yeah, I had every intention to get back to everybody. Sorry, so if you're guys. watching, I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Are you finding him change heaps? Like, Yeah, yeah. So... I've noticed that he looks different. Um, nearly every day he looks a bit different. Um, he's obviously getting a bit fatter as well. Mm. He's getting fat on his feet. <laughs> yeah, he's getting fat toes. Nadia reckons they're my feet. My feet are beautiful. So, <laughs> But yeah, no, nah, like I've noticed he's changing heaps. Um, he's becoming more, I think, more settled in his like surroundings. I still think he can see a lot better than what they say. What they say. Because yeah. like. I sussed it out this morning and I was like, I need to go to the bathroom. So I was like, oh, I'll put him in front of the TV, like in his like secure swing thing. And um, I put him there and he's looking at the TV watching ABC. And I was like, nah, he can see it 100%. Then we walked back in the room. What do they say? Uh, They can only see 8 to 12 inches in front of them. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's like between that. But he was looking at the TV. (laughs) I know he was watching it 100%. He was watching River Monsters. (laughs) Yeah. River Monsters and Evos. Yeah, that's what I've been watching. So, yeah, but nah. So nah, it's good. It's um, it's definitely different. But a lot of people have told us like, oh, you'll change or you're this, you're that. I still feel like I'm still the same person. Like nothing's mm. going to change. It's like you got to be true to yourself. You'll change. Nah, I won't. Right, stop touching that now. No, I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fine. But yeah, so. You know, it's interesting. Mm. You did, like, when Nadia was pregnant, she does ring a bell. Mm-hmm. You guys were had a fair bit on. Yes. Too. Yeah, so. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we found out that the house was full of mould, which is always brilliant. Um, yeah, then what happened with Leon and you yeah. and Sarah? Um and then also finding out that um, my mum had stage three cancer as well. Mm. Um, kind of all happened. Uh, I know Leon and mum happened in 30 days between it. Okay. Um, I didn't even. Yeah. Um, and then with the mould, that was before, but I think I was getting to the pointy end of it. Like I was finding more yeah. and more. So, But like with the mould, that was... It wasn't just you found mold. No, I found like you that. Had, you had to like you had to move out. Yeah. With Nadia, because obviously she's pregnant, it's not safe to be around mold. Yeah, correct. Then you're working. Yep. All day. Yep. Then you're coming home. Yeah, and working till nine, ten o'clock at night. That's why I was saying I don't know how these guys do twelve-hour days yeah. and go do um you know cashies, but yeah, I was coming home and and fixing the house. Um, so pretty much it started out as um, a bathroom and then from a bathroom it went to 
a bedroom as well. And from the bedroom went to the corridor, from the corridor went to the other bedroom, and from that bedroom went to the laundry. A little bit in the kitchen. There's some in the kitchen. Then there was some in our master bedroom. There was some in our ensuite in the walk-in robe. So essentially the only part of the house that didn't have mould was the lounge room and I'm st- I still don't trust it, <laughs> yeah. but I didn't check it. So yeah. Um, so it was in the floors, it was everywhere. So pretty much a full a full reno. Um, we found out that there was mould. I think we had four months, five months left until Raf was born. So yeah. I was racing the clock. I remember it was some, some fun nights out there. Yeah, fun nights. Uh, I don't think I smiled for like <laughs> three months. <laughs> um, I also don't think I ate properly for three months. Like I, I think, you know, um, I think it played a massive part in terms of like my mental health, like I wasn't, I wasn't taking the break that I needed. Mm-hmm. I thought I was doing, I thought I was doing the right thing, but then, like hindsight is a funny one because now looking back, it's like, I thought I was looking after Nadia in particular and the the baby at the time, but getting to the point that I got to, where like I said, like we laugh about, it, I didn't smile for three months, but that's legit. Like I don't think I had a laugh, yeah, like proper. Um, you know, if you can't, if you're not looking after yourself, you can't look after other people. And I was really not looking after myself, mm. even though I thought I was doing the right thing. And pretty much for the viewers, I didn't finish it. Like the house is still, still need to do the laundry, but. Yeah, but you've you know. got, you've, you did smash it out though. You've got yeah. two brand new, you've got one brand new bathroom, yeah. brand new ensuite. Yeah. Um, the whole house being painted. You've got brand new floors throughout. Yeah. What yeah. else have you done? You've... Uh, new showers. Yeah. Oh, bath, part of the bathroom. Um, so it's like new skirts. Yeah. I sanded all the doors, painted all the doors. Nadia loves the skirts. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Love yeah. skirts. Um, At least Nadia helped you out, made it everything, made it a little bit easier with decision making. Hundred percent. All for Nadia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Thanks, Nadia. Appreciate it. But um, no, nah, I'm look. I'm happy with. With what I did, like there's nights I sat there or whatever and I looked at it and I was like, I can't believe this is what mm. I've managed to do. But Yeah, it's like going yeah. from those nights where you're like, you were just there. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably so, just sitting there. Yeah, legit. I just go there some nights. If, like I, I found that I was falling into like a routine. Like if I wasn't, if I didn't go there, I couldn't, like I couldn't sleep. Mm. I had to go there. That probably was the anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. So with my anxiety, like I was thinking about it before I came on and I was like, it makes a lot of sense during like while the time the time period where I was growing up. I think I've had it for a while. Mm. And I think... But it wasn't anxiety. Then. Like, yeah. No, it wasn't anxiety. It was just me being a yeah. girl or a sook or... Yeah. Soft. You know, yeah. yeah. Soft. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I've I've had it for a while. And a lot of people like, or I think the way that they would explain it, or if, if Anthony's not interested, he just won't do it mm. kind of thing. But I don't think that's what it was. I think it was doing new things would give me that nervousness feeling, that anxiety feeling, and I'd avoid it. Yeah. And I'd do whatever I could to just not, not be there. Do you know what I mean? So um, like even playing footy, like I'd be like that, say, th- after training on Thursday. I'd be nervous as, and it, some sometimes 
it would get to the point where I wouldn't want to play on Saturday. Right. Um, and driving to the ground, I'd feel like I wanted to vomit. And everyone would be like, oh, it's just the pregame nerves. But, yeah. you know, I was playing like Division 50. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not AFL. It's literally to go have a kick with your friends, actually. No, I'm not discrediting the club I played for. It was Division 8, so it's not Division 50. But, um, yeah, so... Um, but Still then having a fair crack, but yeah, like I'd I'd give it everything that I, I had, but yeah. um, yeah, I'd find that I'd always be like, oh, I'd try to resort it back to footy whenever I felt this particular way. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's just like playing a game of footy, but it's not. It really yeah. isn't. Um, it probably probably was a bit different though. Like the footy probably could have just been like butterflies, like you're just mm. nervous to get out there, like sort of thing. No, nah, because I'd be I I know when. It's anxiety because I get tired. Uh, yeah, so I'd get to the ground and I'd want to go to sleep. Like I'd be in the change rooms, everyone would be doing their warm-ups or whatever and I'd be head back on the wall and closing my eyes. Yeah. And I'd remember like everyone would be like, oh, what's wrong with Anthony? And Dom would be like, oh, he's just up playing PlayStation all night. But the truth <laughs> of the fact is I wasn't. Yeah. Like I'd had a good sleep. Like I'd worked that Friday, like I was tired. Yeah. I was just anxious. But um, I forgot what we were talking about. I just resorted it back to anxiety. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, me neither. But was it something? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no. Talk a lot. Yeah, so we do. Forget. But yeah. No. Did you find doing anything particular like aided it or like calmed it down? Um, normally talking to myself normally works pretty well. Hmm. Um. Telling myself to not be soft. Okay. Um, but no, just like kind of go through the steps of what I'm going to do when I get out there. Right. If that makes sense. That's why I like with that. Like the so thing. it's not new anymore. Yeah. Because you've lived it. You've done Correct. it in your head. Yeah. So I know I'm going to get out there. I know what position I'm starting. Mm. So I'm like, oh, the ball's going to go this way. So I'm going to run that way. He's going to try to stop me. Yeah. I'm going to either balk him, spin. Yeah. You don't, like whatever just you just played him. the game in your head i'm gonna bulldog him yeah 100 percent. it'll make me feel better because it's not new anymore because i've done it yeah never happened <laughs> never i think once once it happened and you and i shanked it oh. kicked it straight out on the floor um was that when i was like calling out to you no nah, that day i said to the boys before the game i go when your girlfriend's coming yeah give me the ball <laughs> <laughs> So I had the leading goal kicker in the yeah. competition. Um, his name's Declan. I'll, I'll name drop him because yeah. probably if he come across this video, he'd appreciate it. Gun footballer, in fairness. Handballing me the ball when he's like 35 metres out. Yeah. And I was kicking point after point after point. And then I remember turning around to make sure Nadia was watching. And then I saw Sarah. Yeah. But then I saw you. And I was like, oh, no. Like he's going to think I'm so bad. And then, yeah, quarter time you came out. You go, what are you doing? Use your legs. Never understood what you meant. I just go, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. Oh. But, yeah, and then you played that night. I was meant to come. But... Did I? Yeah, you did because that's why you came because oh. you had a night game. You were playing the red team. Oh, I'm yeah. not dropping names. Yeah. The red team. I don't remember. Can I drop a name? A football yeah. club, St. Albans. Oh, I was playing that St. Albans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I played a yeah. night game. Yeah. Oh, I remember. Yeah. Would have been early days for me and Nadia. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Been, that was yeah, yeah. twenty nineteen when you's yeah yeah fun times yeah but um a while ago yeah they're not even red what I know no. red's my favorite you gave me yellow sorry and you gave me Psyduck the guy with mental issues <laughs> 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 oh yeah. that's fair enough so yeah. I think we've covered off a fair bit yeah um but yeah if anyone's obviously going through it, you don't obviously have to tell us or anything, but if you do want to, like if you do want to reach out, we're all ears. We're happy to help and try and point in the right direction of who can help. Like, yeah, I'm no professional. Yeah, neither am I. Hey, but but if you need a chippy. Call him. You call me. <laughs> um, but yeah, DMs are always open. Feel free to touch base. Yeah, I think that's I think that's us for today. Done. Thank you for coming on, Antonio. No Thank you for having me, Angelos. No worries. Appreciate right. it. Easy. Thanks guys. Sweet. Thank you. Bye. Bye.